Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I don't think I'd ever insult you that badly. Have I ever insulted you that badly? Well, probably. (laughs) Oh, man. Welcome to I Tell My Husband the News. I'm Shannon Ray Green, a journalist at USA Today. Each week, I catch my husband up on all the stories he may have missed. He doesn't really like to read or watch the news, so I'm pretty much his sole news source. It's a big responsibility. My husband, Dusty Terrell, is a local comedian in the Washington, D.C. area. Thanks for being here, Dusty. Thanks for having me, Shannon. How's it going over there, darling? Hey, Shannon. How are you doing? I'm good. How was your weekend? My weekend was great. What'd you do? So I hung out with friends, um, like usual. Except this time, I got to hang out with the same friends, too. <laughs> and it was great. <laughs> so instead of me saying, like, oh, I need to come up with a reason to not be with Dusty this weekend, because yeah. it was your birthday. Yeah, we spent the whole weekend together. <laughs> Had a nice little birthday, and then a nice weekend to follow. Um, to be clear, that's how I'd like to spend all my weekends. I think actions speak louder than words, Shannon. <laughs> I got a birthday tweet from Daniel Lazari Jr. at Neo Sky. He's tweeted us before, but that was very nice of him. I appreciate that. And I don't know if they did it for my birthday, but Samantha New also gave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. So that's really great. Um, Thanks to both of you. They called our podcast witty and wholesome, which I would say that's pretty true. And I really liked that this person pointed out that that's a difficult thing to do in today's world. Yeah. And I tend to agree. There's lots of very kind words. We appreciate it a lot. We do. If you would like to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, it would be greatly appreciated. Please subscribe to our podcast as well. You can always tweet us. I'm at Dusty Terrell. And I'm at Shannon Ray Green. And you can email us at I tell my husband the news at usatoday.com. Dusty, I picked this story to tell you because I know you're playing fantasy football. And this is what I think is a pretty interesting fantasy football story. I won this week. I'm real excited. Ooh, that is great. It's nice for a change. Do you think it's birthday magic? Uh, Maybe. (laughs) Gardner Minshew is a free agent in his own fantasy football league. That's pretty harsh. (laughs) This was written by my colleague Henry McKenna with For the Win, which is part of the USA Today Network. Gardner Minshew, who is the real-life Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback, is tied for first in his fantasy football league with high school friends. But he's winning without Gardner Minshew, the fantasy football quarterback, according to ESPN. In fact, in Minshew's league, no one owns Minshew. This seems like a missed opportunity for Minshew's friends, who should be trolling him every week by benching him. But I digress. Minshew instead owns quarterback Kyler Murray, who has 101 points to Minshew's 91. 
And while it's a keeper league, Minshew blew up his team and decided to draft entirely anew. Here's what Minshew's buddy Trey Polk told ESPN about the team. Polk says, quote, It was ridiculous. He must have known something about Melvin Gordon. And he worked out with Josh Jacobs and liked what he saw, so he took him. And he took the Patriots defense and he grabbed Austin Eckler, unquote. Polk goes on for a few minutes like this before putting on the bow. Quote, bottom line, he redrafted like his whole team and he's tied for first place. He just sees the game in a different way, unquote. While Minshew's roster sounds impressive, it sounds like it's missing a mustache. The mustache. And there are actually a bunch of stories related to Gardner Minshew's mustache and how it is really appreciated. He has like a strong mustache. And I, you know, I have to, I love to give kudos to facial hair at any time I can. So these are my kudos for Gardner Minshew's facial hair. Well received, Shannon. (laughs) But Minshew did good this week. In my league, we have a half PPR and uh, he did better than... A lot of other people's quarterbacks, so um, he did a lot better than the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback. Hey. Well, he did. Don't make fun of the Eagles. (laughs) I'm not making fun. I'm just pointing out facts, Okay, it's still hard to hear. Okay. Fly, Eagles, fly. I think there's a lot of pressure in a Final Fantasy league, Uh, so the whole his friends, like, trolling him thing is, like, they probably just don't have the bench spots to waste, <laughs> you know? It's too important is what it is. I think if it were me, though, I would um, I would probably have myself on my own team, even if it meant my team was going to lose. But it, it might actually push me to do better in the actual game. It's like, oh, I got to do better, you know, because it's my job and I'm getting paid millions of dollars. But also... I need to win my Final Fantasy League. <laughs> that Just is that little extra. <laughs> that is a really funny way to think of it. I wonder if he's ever playing against the Patriots. And he's just like, oops, I accidentally fumbled. Here's this ball for the defense. <laughs> that would be so unethical and so not good for his long-term interests. But he would get so many points in his <laughs> fantasy football league. <laughs> uh, he just throws an interception directly to them. <laughs> smart toilets and work tracking shirts? Could this tech in Tokyo come to the United States? I don't know if I want to live in a world where my toilet is smarter than me. <laughs> Maybe it's already happened. Honey. That these there are toilets on the market. Oh, I thought you said our current toilet. Because no. our current toilet is just a regular toilet. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever insult you that badly. Have I ever insulted you that badly? Well, probably. (laughs) Oh, man. But if you make a toilet too intelligent, it's eventually going to realize that it doesn't have to take your crap anymore. (laughs) Literally. You think if it becomes self-actualized and it's just like, I deserve better? Yeah, I don't want this job anymore. I'm too smart for this job. (laughs) Go take it somewhere else. This is some... Positive artificial intelligence advice from the one and only Dustin Terrell. Maybe that's the one thing in this world we should just let be dumb. 
Yeah, because like flushes when we don't want them to happen, they're never fun. No. They already surprising. They yeah. already happen too often, you know? This was written by my colleague Rob Pegararo. Technology has made its way into just about everything we have and everywhere we go, even the bathroom and the bed, the work uniform, and many other unlikely places. No place is that clearer than in Japan at the SeaTech Tech Trade Show just outside of Tokyo. You may not see all of these things in a store, home, or office near you anytime soon. SeaTech's emphasis on research made it look a bit like a science fair compared to such larger gadget gatherings as CES in Las Vegas and IFA in Berlin. But Japan's longstanding status as a leading indicator of technology makes it likely that some of these things will wind up in your life. On this convention's first day, All Nippon Airways, President and CEO Shinya Katanozaka talked up the airline's plans to let people skip flying by experiencing other places through robot avatars. Katanozaka said through an interpreter, quote, What we're aiming for in 2050 is a world in which there's no difference between your body and the avatar itself, unquote. That sounds awesome. <laughs> it definitely sounds like Black Mirror in all the good ways and me. Some of the bad ways. There's this movie that came out with Bruce Willis called Surrogates. And it was a pretty uh, not great movie. But <laughs> that was basically the principle is that nobody nobody went outside anymore, risked their lives or, you know, like nothing. You didn't interact with anything face to face anymore. You just had robot surrogates who lived your life. So you were wow. just kind of like this this chunky blobby human that <laughs> just never left their home and then you plugged yourself in and then you had this good looking robot who would go live go out into the world and do things it was i think about it a lot because that would be really cool if we just had like robots that could do all kinds of it sort of stuff makes me think of that black mirror episode where you're consciousness could just go in between different things. Yeah. And I like the idea of like my personality, my intellect being able to just be in something else. Like that's so that's the pop culture fantasy of so many narratives. <laughs> and if if like teleportation might, you know, we talk about wanting to do that all the time. Yes. And if that might be impossible, this would be like the closest thing to it, right? right. You just like zap your consciousness into a a robot that's, uh, you know, 5,000 miles away. And then yeah. you just get to experience it. And you and I have been to Iceland before and got stuck in a, in a blizzard in a car and we were worried that we were not going to get out of it. But if we were just in robots, we just zap back to our home and then uh, let somebody else figure out how to retrieve the robots in the car, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So that would be cool. <laughs> it would be cool. So, again, the date that was mentioned or the year that was mentioned. 2050. 2050. So that's 31 years away. Well, maybe like you and I in, in that time period, we won't be able to like walk or do anything else anymore. So then we just... Zap into robots. I hope we're walking when we're in our 60s. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the telepresence robots demonstrated on stage during his keynote, essentially tablet computers on brightly colored cylinders that roll around on wheels, can't do all the things that he's discussing. That's true. Exhibits at ANA's booth suggested what else the airline will need and how difficult that might be. In one, there were human operator controlled robot hands with sensor studded gloves tracking his movements that let me shake hands with the robot after its right hand was rebooted. 
Another had me control a fishing rod and reel 750 miles away, an experience that both exhibited a visible lag and emphasized the fact that I haven't gone fishing in decades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a bed that reclines itself. Sleep tracking systems are nothing new, but a bed that responds to your sleep is. Paramount Bed's active sleep, a combination of motorized bed frame, air mattress, sleep tracking pad, and software smarts, monitors your pulse and breathing and reclines as needed. Typically, you'd start with the mattress somewhat elevated to help you nod off. Then the bed would lower itself to a flat position. That comfort, plus the ability to adjust the pressure independently in each of the mattress's six different cells, goes for almost $4,000. Only six cells? Let's see if we can get those up to 24 cells, Shannon. You want to quadruple it? Yeah. That's insane. (laughs) I have at least 24 pressure points that need its individual cell. Sounds like you don't know the science behind this. No science. Making it up completely. (laughs) A toilet that knows your business. Toilets in Japan have long been high-tech marvels with heated seats and water jets to cleanse you, but a prototype on display here from Lixel takes its electronics to a new level. A camera on the underside of the seat takes a picture of your output to gauge its softness on a medical scale of 1 to 7, as computed by a cloud image analysis routine. The idea of this subsidiary of American Standard is to deploy this in nursing homes where otherwise attendants would have to collect this data. I don't need anyone telling me about my output. (laughs) Like, I just don't need a constant reminder that it's just like, <laughs> you've been eating too much cheese. <laughs> yeah, I know, toilet. You're worried the toilet would be trolling you for your food choices? Judging me, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that would work. But, you know, I love cheese, you love cheese, so what are we going to do about it? Yeah. This shirt watches you work. Hitachi's exhibit featured a live demo from a company called Zenoma that makes an activity tracking shirt. The activity tracked here was not exercise but work, with insights from the resulting data shown on a Microsoft HoloLens augmented reality visor worn by the employee. The demo had that hardware offering suggestions to take a break. But in a real-world deployment, you have to expect that some bosses would use this system to nag their underlings to work harder. At another exhibit, gadgetry took over a human's role not in work, but play. AI Gamer is a robot built to learn to play the 1980s vintage arcade game Super Xevious, a task it couldn't always handle, and to catch the attention of human passerby with a design that evokes friendly robots from 1980s vintage movies. Just next to this cute little contraption, an animatronic anime head named Mirai Komachi read the facial expressions of passersby and responded correspondingly, Meeting one smile with another or reacting to a frown with a look of concern. Conclusion, the future looks less creepy when it features a bright line between people and robots. There is a a disclosure I should add here. CTEX organizers were covering that writer's travel cost along with those of a handful of other U.S.-based tech journalists. Well, next time they should consider sending out a podcast co-star to uh, (laughs) check out some robots. It would be really cool to see it in person in Japan. I've always wanted to go to Japan. Me too. But we can't. Flight's too long. <laughs> yeah. You know, let let Rob Pegoraro go because it's significant travel. And Rob is actually based out of Washington, D.C. Robots are cool, Shannon. We should We should get some of those. <laughs> I definitely think we'll have one in our house someday. Hope they don't overthrow humans, but... Until that day, they're going to be pretty great. 
And last today, we've got the lightning-fast headline roundup. Does Dusty care about these stories in the slightest? Here we go. NFL winners and losers. Rodgers suddenly in MVP race. Yeah. He's my quarterback on my, oh. on my team. Well, yeah, hey. He had, a, he had a good weekend. Good. I'm excited about it. Good pick, Dusty. Yeah. MVP. MVP. <laughs> Harry gets candid about William moving to Africa. Oh, do you care about the Royals' love life? No. Do you care about their family life? No. <laughs> do you care about their travel plans? Definitely not. <laughs> Are fake Lamborghinis, Bugattis okay? It's complicated. How fake are we talking? Can I just put a, a Lamborghini logo on my Corolla? And everybody will be like, oh, that's a nice Lamborghini you got there. It's, a, it's my Lamborola. <laughs> Lambo. Lambo. Rolla. <laughs> One simple thing to do every year to boost retirement savings. Try to convince your wife that she doesn't need Starbucks every morning. No. <laughs> <laughs> guess who didn't have it this morning? Yeah, because I was with you. That's but why. But guess who's going to walk down as soon as you oh, leave? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Watchmen premiere recap. What did we just watch? I want to see that. Me too. But I definitely want to watch Kelly Lawler's recap after the fact. And Kelly Lawler is a host on another USA Today podcast. It's called The Mothership. And I highly recommend you check it out. They're getting so many cool guests on that show. Golden Retriever gets haircut in Barber's chair. There's nothing in the rule book that says that dog can't get a haircut. <laughs> That's an airbed joke. Oh. <laughs> Cash advances are a bad idea. Here's why. Interest rate is too high, Shannon. Mm. Finally, a kid's show that won't drive parents crazy. I say don't risk it. Just have your kids listen to I Tell My Husband the News. <laughs> Please and thank you. Your old Roku won't work with Netflix anymore. What's the point? <laughs> New accessory, a robot to carry your stuff. Who needs a robot when you've got a Shannon to carry your stuff? <laughs> Phoenix Airport tax on fees for Uber Lyft rides. Uber or Lyft rides. I think we have to read about what the deal is with that. We're going to go there soon. I hate fees. Me too. 77 top-rated Halloween costumes for every type of person. They don't have any suggestions because this type of person is one of kind. <laughs> one of kind. <laughs> your bathroom isn't the grossest room in your house. Here's what is. You haven't seen my bathroom. <laughs> How to make a pumpkin spice latte at home. You better not read that entire article because you'll never leave the house. <laughs> You're right. When you're right, you're right. Next week on I Tell My Husband the News. Well, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. That's why it's called the news. <laughs> I Tell My Husband the News is part of the USA Today podcast network. New episodes come out every Monday. If you want to check out other podcasts from all across the USA Today network, just go to podcast.usatoday.com or find them wherever you listen to podcasts like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.